Hi, I'm Grace Beeson. I'm a professional relationship coach trained in authentic leadership. Each week, I come to you on the Because Why Not podcast with stories from my own life of things I've experienced, things I've read, learned, anecdotes of every day, and that I hope that you will learn from or at least have a good laugh about. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. Would love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or anywhere that you listen regularly and subscribe. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hey guys. (laughs) Oh, I'm laughing because, you know, I was trying to do a different, um, greeting then hey guys and it's just it's tough that's just what flows from me um the most and I don't think I've done it too often recently so hey guys how are you it's Grace I'm so happy to be with you after taking um gosh a solid week off or more for Thanksgiving and all of that craziness of having children at home for nine solid days. It was like a glimpse into one-tenth of what the summer is. Um, And I'm just not ready for it. Um, But no, we had fun. We really, really did. And I really tried to lean into um, it being a time that I could take a break from my own thoughts and my own process of working on all the things I'm working on creating. And, um, and I decided to just put everything on the shelf as much as I could and just focus on the boys, which was nice because it meant movies and, um, playing baseball and hockey outside and just, you know, different things. But that doesn't mean that I avoided, um, holiday angst or anxiety or feeling some kind of emotional slump. And it made me realize that for, you know, as let's say emotionally healthy or spiritually fit as Courtney calls it, um, which I love spiritually fit as spiritually fit as I generally am on a regular basis these days. And, by the way, without the highs and lows of alcohol and recovering from drinking and all of that, I just am always surprised by when I have these highs and lows and feel, um, anxious or angsty or, um, emotional. Um, and it kind of hits me and I'm like, I don't know what is happening. Where did that come from? It's, Kind of the thing I said before, like, who is that crazy person screaming at her children? Like, who is that? But, you know, it's the holidays. I think I just want to acknowledge and validate for myself and for all of us that it's the holidays. It's real. It is ramped up, amped up. There's so much going on. Um, The expectations that we have for ourselves and our family and our children and that they have for us are not reasonable and they operate at such a high level in comparison to our normal daily lives. 
So, so many more events, so many more things at school, um, so many more things with our friends and this internal feeling of, I better do all the things and engage in all the activities and attend all the events and buy all the gifts and send all the cards and feel all the joy, feel, feel, feel the joy. It's so joyful. Like, oh my God, how joyful is it? So joyful. Just feel the joy. Can't you just feel it? So joyful. Oh my God, I was ramming, cramming, jamming, slamming, (laughs) stuffing joy down people's throats for so many years. Like, God damn it. Be fucking joyful. Excuse my language. But that's how I felt, you know? And it is the business of Christmas that does that to us, I really think. And it's really our jobs to try and, you know, only take in what we want and not do more than we can or than we want to. But it's really, really hard. You know, it's just, it's, I just want to say it is tough and doesn't matter how evolved or enlightened or woke you are. Christmas stuff is everywhere. I was going to say something funny too. It doesn't matter how Jewish you are. It doesn't matter how Muslim you are. Christmas is everywhere. It is impossible to ignore. And so you kind of just feel like, well, I just better get on board. Like the train has left the station. Um, but it's a lot. So I felt my intensity rise um, at Thanksgiving and... I definitely, yeah, acknowledged that and experienced it. And I think some other people who are with me may have experienced that too. And um, while I didn't want to go hide in a corner and drink, um, which is, yeah, like super progress for me, I did have (laughs) progress. Um, I did have really like the very real feeling and awareness that, oh, wow, this would be easier and more enjoyable if I were drunk. And, and I realized it was one of the first Thanksgivings in many, 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 many years or first holidays, um, you know, besides Halloween that I haven't Halloween this year that I haven't, um, you know, really been like drinking as part of my activity as like an activity. Um, and It is the case that wine smooths things over. It just is. And that's a tough pill to swallow. Sometimes feeling all your feelings all at one time is a lot, especially on Thanksgiving when you're with a lot of people you love. I'll speak for myself. With a lot of people I love, far away from that many more who I love. Um, And there's the case of my mom who um, is doing great but requires more help and I'm so glad I can do that, but it's, uh, makes me feel emotional and, you know, just watching her, um, her decline and, um, just a lot of stuff, you know, and on top of it, my eight year old court was in a rotten mood and I was just like, how dare you be in a rotten mood on Thanksgiving? It's joyful. So I guess I'm just here to tell you that I feel you girl. Holidays are rough 
and I've got up my beautiful tree and decorations and my boys have said our house is the greatest house on the block because we have all these crazy lights and we literally have the blow up things on our front lawn one of which is in fact a unicorn um but it's still just a lot to take and I do buy into the whole thing I am not someone who's going to just um let's say remove or dissolve Christmas from our lives I love the music I love the the sparkle truly the sparkle sparkle everywhere the wreaths um the music the lights I do love that there's so much to do I do love that I'm looking forward to decorating cookies and having my family in town after Christmas and just all that kind of stuff the joy on my kids faces but um it's just a reminder that like if once again back to the self-love self-care time for yourself if you don't take time for that it gets ugly for me it gets really ugly really quickly um And here we are on Friday. I was too crabby this morning even to go to my favorite yoga class, which would have uncrabbied me. But I literally felt so like wound up that I couldn't even imagine calming down for that beautiful yoga class. So, you know, there are just days like that, moments like that. And um, I have found ways today to move myself out of it. And this is one of those ways. And I really, as I always say, I'm so thankful for this space and this time and and, and, um, to do this with you and for you and whoever's out there listening. Hi, thanks for listening. And I hope you get something out of this and pass it along. If you think it will, um, make some other person laugh or learn or feel something that they want to feel. So I actually didn't come to you today to talk about all of the joy of the holidays. Um, I've had something on my mind that I want to talk about today, and it just keeps kind of, it's been threaded through so many things I've been thinking about over the last two or three weeks, and it really has risen, risen? Yeah, risen to the top. Um And that is social media and the importance we place on it. And this thought popped into my head the other day, which is, if you don't post it, did it really even happen? Think about that. And of course, in reality, we know the answer. But let's talk about this as our spiritually fit selves, our spiritually fit Instagram obsessed selves, or let's talk about it as it relates to me, because I'm who I've got here. And I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling about it. I love a little Instagram. I have for years. When it first came out, I was like, this is so cute and fun. It's like postcards, like snapshots from your life. Um, You know, I never really loved Facebook. I definitely got on board with it because it was like what people were doing. But there's something about it that I haven't really ever fully enjoyed. I did it sort of begrudgingly for my event planning business. And 
Um, I did do it personally, but Instagram sort of felt like my place. It felt like my home um, long before it was as popular as it has become over the last few years. And I know I'm not alone in that. That's why it became so popular. But yeah, I just saw it as like sweet postcards from your life. And of course, then over the last few years, especially it's taken on a new life of its own and it's used for marketing and for publicizing things and sharing your business and getting clients and sharing things about your family and yourself. And then there are the stories that you can watch like home movies. And if you don't want to turn on Netflix, you just watch what your friends are doing and posting and saying and all the things, political humor, um, just celebrity. I mean, wellness, all of it, right? All of it in this one little Instagram app, Jewel. And I didn't think that the good could turn to evil because I really just always enjoyed it. And it actually was something that I found as a really nice balance to my event planning business because of course the outcome of events is visual. You know, after 12 months, let's say of hard labor, working nonstop on a wedding, what's left for me? Memories or perhaps a relationship with my client, but it's photos, it's photos. And photos is how we remember the events and share what we did and how we get new clients. And so it was really, as a wedding planner, it was very useful because that's what we do as planners is show this beautiful, elaborate, detailed, logistically complex, high budget extravaganza in order to say, don't you want me to plan yours too? So it's been really interesting moving into Instagram as a coach because it allowed me to experience more of Instagram, more of the things that I had been yearning for and seeking in my personal account through my transformation this year, through my journey this year. So, um, seeking more sort of, let's see, positive affirmations, quotes, um, things about sober curiosity, lots of mindfulness stuff. Um, oh my gosh, I can just spew off the ones that have just stuck with me. Like, you know, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes, um, Carl Jung or, um, oh gosh, when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears when the student is really ready, the teacher disappears from the Tao Te Ching, all these things that accompany beautiful imagery, you know, these quotes that have, have, have pushed me forward, even things like, um, you know, that are hilarious, like stop worrying about what I'm doing. Worry about why you're worrying about what I'm doing. God, I love that one. But Instagram offers these visuals with these quotes and it's so great. And like, I really leaned into it during this year as I was learning and growing and discovering so much about myself. 
And so I thought my coaching one is great because then I'm just following all of these healers and these coaches and people who focus on health and wellness and mindfulness and personal growth and development. And, um, and I can start my own coaching Instagram and, and sort of find my voice and practice asking powerful questions and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was really enjoying it and even started taking the plunge, making little videos, um, which was incredibly hard for me to do. It was talk about vulnerability hangover, but I did it. I just have been pushing myself, pushing, pushing myself, pushing myself forward to do things that feel uncomfortable as a part of growth, you know, not like posting my body naked on Instagram as a part of growth. That's not what I'm talking about. But like saying how I feel, speaking from my heart the way I do here as a way to um, guide myself and share what I know and have it be cathartic for me and for others, you know, to, as a way of moving myself forward in this world as someone who wants to help the greater good and be a coach and help people lead happier, more fulfilled, wholehearted lives. And, um, you know, speak to those who are going through transformation or who are seeking, um, joy or, or wanting to understand their lives better or live more fully with greater fulfillment, all that. Right. So I just kept doing it. Post the videos, feel the hangover of vulnerability, post the video, feel the hangover of vulnerability. Oh, only eight people like that. Ugh, that feels awful. Or like, oh, 35 liked it. Okay, we're getting somewhere. And there I was in it. Totally and completely basing the validity, the strength, the power of my message. And perhaps even or also of my self-worth, not only as a coach, but as a human being on how many likes I was receiving. And it felt awful. I had never before, I don't think, in my social media life, which began in 2007 with Facebook, paid such close attention to the number of likes. And of course, I know that this is something that is talked about now as this, this, this problem with the world today and social media and that people are living for the likes, especially the young people, but also the old people, all the people. They're basing their their place in life, their worthiness on how many likes they're receiving. And it's causing depression and anxiety, loneliness and isolation. I mean, I understand all of this completely intellectually. And there I was, you know, here I am really here. I am a coach and building a coaching business and attracting and creating paying clients 
setting up workshops, finding my voice, figuring out what my role is and talking about sober curiosity or being a coach um, to the wedding industry and and being a one-on-one coach and being a group coach and doing the podcast and wanting to grow it and thinking about the book I'm writing and all of that. And none of it feels good enough if only 17 people like my post. So then there's the conversation about not posting and not engaging, not posting on my personal account, what's happening with my boys, my life, not posting on my coaching account as a way to grow my my, my business? Is that how I'm growing my business? By growing followers on Instagram? And if I don't post on my personal account or on my business account, is it really even happening? Like if no one knows about it, because that's the thought, that's the perception, the belief of those of us who are so down the Instagram rabbit hole is that if we're not posting it on there, then no one knows what's happening. And if no one knows what's happening, does what happened have any meaning or have any importance? That's dark. Can you relate to that? I know a lot of you or some of you are down the Instagram rabbit hole. Not everyone is. Not even everyone my age or younger. Certainly not everyone older. And there's a whole world going on out there of people who are not posting things. They're just living. Remember when we used to just live? Remember the 90s when we used to just live and B, remember that? So much has changed. And because so much has changed with technology, so much has changed with the way we view our own behavior and our own lives. And we are unwilling to just do something anymore without other people, many of whom are not close friends or family. They are friends of friends, past relationships, or people who are in our lives hanging on by literal social media life support. We are unwilling to do things without sharing it with all of these people. That's so sad. And I don't know the answer. I just don't know the answer. You know, I, I certainly in the last weeks have stepped back emotionally, spiritually, and physically from my personal Instagram. I really 
haven't been watching stories as much or even looking at other people's posts as much, which means I'm not liking other people's posts as much, which may think make them believe or think that I'm 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 because I'm not engaging in that way, that I'm not present in their lives because that's the way that we see our friends engaging in our lives on a regular basis. And they may find that hurtful or maybe not. Maybe I'm inferring that and that's something that I would feel. Why hasn't that person liked my photos in so long? You know, I go through phases of that for sure. More so now at 43 than I I ever did before. But it's not dissimilar from, let's say, not, not being asked to a party in middle school or um, certainly in high school for me, like not being asked to go to the parties at people's houses on weekends away, like, you know, the, the, the social currency has shifted and it is online by and large. So you're getting your boosts, you're getting your affirmations, you're getting your validation from the likes from people's engagement with you on social media. And so what does that look like when you take it away from other people or when other people take it away from you or just, or just disengage for, 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 for the goal of wellness, like I'm talking about, right? I'm not doing it because I don't care about people. I'm just trying to disconnect and live my life and be present. And what does that look like for a fledgling business, a fledgling coaching business where it's so important in life to connect with people, for them to see you, to find your voice, perhaps for them to see your face. You know, I want them to hear my message. I want you to hear my message and see my face. And maybe if you see my face or hear my message on Instagram, maybe if you hear my message on this podcast, then the message will spread and more people will know about me and, and more people can feel better. And, and that's the goal of the coaching business. And it's so ironic because at the same time, it's making me feel worse. And so I just don't know what that balance is to creating a life online, breathing life into grace, peace and coaching on Instagram. If it's necessary, if it's something I need to do, ought to do, want to do, if it's beneficial, if it creates growth, or if I'm just creating content, which isn't a bad thing, if I'm creating positive content and putting it out there, or honestly, am I just creating anxiety? in my own mind, body, and spirit. What are we really seeking by putting our things out there? There are certainly moments of looking at each other's boyfriends, husbands, family, kids, dogs, cats, new outfit, vacation that are fun and feel good And you want to see it 
You want to see how cute everyone is and how big everyone's gotten and what's everyone up to. And for me, there is that real heart to it, you know, that that's the way we connect. You know, people don't email Shutterfly albums anymore to see what each other's vacations were like. We don't even pick up the phone as much to catch up with each other. I'm so thrilled when I actually have a great phone conversation with a friend these days. We don't even do that. No one even wants to talk on the phone. No one has time. So there is this realness to Instagram being a way to see what's going on with each other in our busy and getting busier lives. But what are we seeking personally when we put stuff out there? There's certainly, there's got to be that positive element of, I want my high school friends to see how big my kids have gotten and how cute they are. But is it also that your realness, your worthiness, your place in this life is validated by what you share? Would your beautiful, special incredibly significant family trip to Asia have happened if you didn't share it? Would your kids' straight A's be just as important if you didn't share them? Would your parents' death hurt less if you didn't share it? I just don't know. It's the world we live in. But I really think it's worth thinking about, feeling about, seeing what you feel about it, just being mindful of it maybe, maybe just considering it. Because what's happening in your life, what's happening in my life is happening right in front of me. You know, these boys are already six and eight. It's like rapid fire movement over here. It is so fast. And I'm taking photos for memories. But isn't it important that I stop scrolling and get down with them and spend time with them while they want to spend time with me? I think so. I mean, that's what I'm really trying to do. And when it comes to the business piece, am I able to create a successful business again without being fully engaged on social media? I've done it before, but social media didn't exist. So it's a question that is unclear and I have to decide what's right for me and move forward how it feels best to me, you know, and I just don't know what feels good. You know, there are moments that feel great of engaging and reading all those incredibly uplifting and inspiring quotes. And then there are moments that feel absolutely hideous when I've been vulnerable and I don't think anyone's watching or maybe I think people are watching and they don't like it. And what does that mean? If it means something to me and I think it's valuable, isn't that enough? 
can't it be enough for me to believe in my own message? It's complicated. It's got to be even more complicated for people who are teenagers with all of this going on when it's such a challenging time anyway and they're up against comparing themselves with people online nonstop. But it's weird because your inner being is the same as it's always been your entire life. And your inner being can tap into those feelings of being in middle school or high school in an instant. You know what that feels like, right? Your inner being is that part of you when you get quiet, that's inside of you, that's always been there. It's like your inner voice. It's your instinct. It's your gut. It's your pilot light. It doesn't grow bigger or smaller. It's always been there and it's always felt the most real feelings that you could ever feel. So it's really easy to remember how that felt as a teenager, because in some ways I'm experiencing very similar feelings at 43. I just have better tools for managing them and more years behind me. But I've been doing lots of learning and and work around the ego. And if you haven't studied the ego I'm not talking about the ego that Freud described. I'm talking about the ego that is that part of you that is constantly seeking, seeking approval externally, seeking joy externally. Your ego is the person, that part of you that is driven by fear, by self-doubt, by the idea that it's protecting you or the belief that it's protecting you, but really it's holding you back. Your ego is the person who's saying, don't do that because they'll laugh at you. Don't say that thing because they'll think you're stupid. Who's ever going to hire you? Or put that picture up because you look great and you want to see how many people comment on it and you know you look great. Go get it, girl. Go get your likes. That's your ego. And your inner being is the one that knows exactly what's right. It's your soul. So part of this conversation is, I think that I'm coming around to for myself and for all of us, is about questioning your relationship with social media, if you want to. Maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one questioning it. But also listening to your inner pilot light, your inner being, your soul, your gut, your instinct, your intuition, more so than your ego, who is constantly, constantly seeking 
validation externally because your ego doesn't believe that she's good enough on her own. She's totally disconnected from your intuition. So I'd love to talk more about the ego later. That's a bigger conversation and I am learning so much and I'll be able to speak about it in a bigger way. But I do think it's important to bring it up in this conversation about social media because we are such ego-driven humans and social media is the fuel to the fire of our egos. You know, it was 10 years ago that I first started reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, which, of course, Oprah had him on her show because all things were on the Oprah show. That's how we learned things. There was no social media. Thank you, Oprah. But it's really been this year that, that or and really this month, that, that that story has connected with me, that those learnings, those teachings, those teachings by Eckhart Tolle. So I'll just drop that right there and leave that. If you're interested in exploring that a little bit more, you can go to the Super Soul Sunday app. Um, if you are an Oprah person and listen to the series with Eckhart Tolle, but it's about the ego and it is, um, really fascinating to learn about that and how we lead our lives driven by our egos and how different it looks to recognize and acknowledge your ego and then put her in the back seat, buckled up and allow your inner self to take the wheel. And that's something I'm doing. And that really connects deeply to my relationship with Instagram. So it's a work in progress. It's to be continued. I would love to have this conversation again another time. And I would love to hear feedback and hear what you think about this. And it would be just incredible to be able to sit in a room and talk to all of you about this because I think it's a fascinating conversation and I know that we each bring such different thoughts to it. Um, but I will, I will, um, put a link to Oprah in the show notes and I will put my email if you want to share any thoughts and I guess I'll just wrap it up right there because because it's December and I need to go to Target and buy stuff to decorate gingerbread houses this weekend. So take some time for yourself today, even if it's only 10 minutes, really do it, do it. You deserve it. Something more than going to Target to buy gingerbread houses. Listen to a great podcast in the car for 10 minutes. Maybe you're doing that right now. Yay, you. Thank you for listening. I send you so much love. Have a great weekend. If you don't post it on social media, did it really even happen? I say it did. Let's try it. Let's try to do some fabulous things and tell no one else about it. Can we do that? Let's try. Okay, lots of love. Talk to you soon. Bye.